0: What is up, everybody? Hope everyone is doing well out there. This is Chris Ross, host of the Win Win Effect Podcast, co founder and CEO of WinJet Inc. And I'm thoroughly excited to bring you another episode of WinJet Radio Podcasting Network. If you've been following me for a while now, some of the companies and corporations that I've built over the years, it's a good chance you've heard me say it's one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome that's success. The outcome that we're searching for on each episode of this show is to bring you various explosive topics with a correlated training guide that provides anyone tuning in, anyone, with pragmatic strategies to implement in your daily activity to achieve your goals. These powerful training videos and audios will help you stabilize and find today's marketplace opportunities. We will also cover live Q&As to bring listeners, updates, and guests from wide-reach industry leaders from all these shows presented by the podcasting network, Winject Inc. Stand by for a quick message from West Bays the host of the West Bay Show, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hi there, this is Wes Bay co-founder of Winject Media Network and Winject Inc. Before we continue the show, I want to ask you a question. How would you like to gain access to behind-the-scenes footage, weekly live training with Chris and myself, as well as exclusive access to impactful segments of our shows that you can't get anywhere else? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Like and follow our Winject Facebook page, and on that page, you'll see a button on the right-hand corner with the title, Join Our Private Group. Click on that button and you'll be given instructions on how to do just that. Now, don't miss out on an opportunity to gain access to what people are calling the best content to grow and scale your life and business. Now, without further ado, let's get back to our show. What is up, everybody? Happy Money Wednesday. Hope everyone is doing well and doing all the things you need to do, accomplishing your goals. As you can probably tell today is Wednesday and every Monday, Wednesday, we do a live Q and a, and today we have a very special guest of episode 77 from the win-win effect. It just launched on Monday. Tons of questions were sent in. Mark Acosta, Rubio, we have, and just say hello. Before we kind of get into this, a lot of questions were sent in, but I'm really excited to have you here, my man. and appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Well, oh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you, buddy.
0: Right. So there's, we had a really impactful conversation. And just like all the other conversations that we've had, and I felt that we would, we would probably be doing, you know, the Windject Radio Network and, and our communities and uh, even all the other shows underneath our network and Windject Radio, we would be doing everyone a disservice and not kind of like breaking some of this down. Because we we went from zero to 100 quick. Yep. Especially, I mean, we didn't, of course, I never planned anything when we go on like shows like that. That's what I love about podcasting and even bringing on guests that maybe have been on tons of other shows and have so much substance behind them. You hear a different story when they come on The Women Win Effect and you hear a different story. And I teach people on how to, you know, keep that fire burning with the guest and just keep putting stuff on the fire and keeping them talking. Because it's not about the host. It's about the guest. But it's all about someone eavesdropping on a conversation and getting so much information from it and they feel grateful for which a lot of a lot of students and a lot of even people contracted through some of the companies corporations that were contracted through sit in information like whoa what was this cuz i we talk i talk about it so much but it's different sometimes hearing it come from a different voice and a different maybe potentially on the same type of frequency but at a different energy level with a different attitude different personality and they go oh, I got it. Because, yeah, when they say, and you know, we talked about cause and effect, it sounds simple, but what does that truly mean? And that was some of the, qu- I guess we can kind of go with that, but to start off and then I'll just give a little bit more context on actually what you do and what you're about and all the things you have accomplished. Fair enough? Sure. Whatever you want. I'm okay, getting Cool. So let's talk about this just for a second for the listeners. The cause and effect, and it sounds simple, but what does that truly mean? That was one of the questions that were sent in. Like what would be one of the first steps or advice that you would give someone to be a little bit more aware of, of how to, I guess, adopt those types of principles to manifest anything in one life?
1: So, you know, it's it's a great question. And none of this is new, mm-hmm. right? It's right. been it's been talked about as karma, it's been talked about the law of sowing and reaping. You know, causes are thoughts and conditions are effects, right? Or causes are behaviors and conditions are results. So I think you have to look at it and say, well, what exactly is it I want and what would cause that to happen? That's one question. The other question is whatever it is that you currently have experiencing in your life, those are effects from previous causes. And so it's like, you know, people nourish the, the what is it? They nourish the cause, but they curse the effect. Right. First mean, effect going, ah, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, or this is happening, that's happening, but they keep nourishing the cause. So cause and effect really is a way of, of saying to yourself that whatever you currently are experiencing in your life right now, you've brought about in some form or another. Now, this isn't new no foo stuff in terms of, you know, I just sit and meditate and I think of stuff and stuff shows up. <clears throat> it doesn't work like right. that right? You have to have a certain behavior set. However, if you don't think of the proper ways of how you want you, what you how you can get what you want, you'll never get there. So cause and effect is you know, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Emerson spoke about it and his law of compensation that if you do good things, good things come back to you. And so the best way to look at it is, the, so we, we talk about the opposite is look at your life now and all you know these seven areas we talk about and ask yourself, okay, in all these seven areas, what are the results am I getting? And those are the effects of previous causes. You know, Einstein said that, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So we look at it and go, okay, well, like, for example, we'll give an example. So I have been now married for 32 years with my beautiful wife. Right? We're both 50, mm-hmm. thank you. We're both 50. We actually met at 18. So yeah, 32. And our relationship is better now than it's ever been. You know, we mm-hmm. we cuddle all the time. We hold hands, we kiss. You know, we have all these behavior sets, these causes that eventually lead to a certain effect, which is a better relationship. Mm-hmm. If I look, for example, at another area of my life and say, you know, I really don't like what's happening now. I have to look at what behaviors, what causes have created that effect and what can I change it? The problem, Chris, is that most people are looking for the exotic answers rather than understanding fundamental principles, right? And so, cause it's, you know, we look at the volume of information we get on a daily basis and I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll sort of answer it this way in a roundabout way. And you know, I love to read, right? The Book of the Day, blah, blah, blah. But we get so much information. Rarely does anybody sit and ponder and think to themselves about a particular quote. Let me give you an example. So Bruce Lee said, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add specifically your own. Mm-hmm. So you, you're you a smart man, as is your audience. You'll listen to that and go, got it. You, you have an intellectual understanding of it. But what if we were to stop and unpack it and look at each one of those phrases and give it meaning? Would we get more value from that than from meeting 50 more pages of content? Well, I would argue, and I would suppose, that you'll get more value from stopping and thinking yes. about that. Okay, so when you look at cause and effect, it's not that somebody doesn't understand it. Your audience is really smart. I mean, it's like listen to you, right? You're the best of the best of the best. It's that, that It's that, of course, it's that they need to stop and go, okay, well, what does cause and effect really mean? And if they just think and stop and unpack and peel back those layers, then sort of these remarkable miscellaneous things begin to happen because now they go, oh, I understand. You know, this is happening in my life because of this. hmm and like we talked about last time, the only four ways to change your life are to stop doing something, start doing something, do more, do less. That's part of the law of cause and effect. So they go, oh, you know what? I am always thinking about stress and hence I'm therefore stressful. So how do I change that? It becomes a more empowering question. The how part, obviously, is not always easy, but the awareness of it, as Carl Jung would say, is sort of the beginning of it. So I would, I would, argue or suggest or propose that your audience knows what cause and effect is, they just haven't stopped to analyze it as how it relates to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Thank you so much for breaking it
0: down the way you did and going into the the core and the root. And sometimes, of course, people say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do meditation. I'm going to try to change something. I need to sit here in silence. But yeah, I mean, it starts off for me, I'm, you know, ADHD. So I, I, you know, I have a hard time It before, not now, before I right. had, before I started, you know, obviously strengthening that muscle and being able to learn a new skill and develop that skill of clearing the mechanism and, and slowing down time. We talked about that before, but I started off five seconds, 15 seconds, got to 30, got to a minute, got to three minutes. And uh, I'm calling kind of on my course of like six months, you know? <laughs> And then I was like, okay, now I'm able to start slowing down time a little bit more and really relive some of my memories vividly that I haven't thought about in years and start pulling back the layers and looking at it in a different frame of going, why do I think in my mind, that's the memory. Why do I remember this part? But this is what was driving that event. This was the situation. Now I'm able to look at it and start to, in what you're talking about. And re like kind of going in deep and pulling back all the layers. I'm like, all right, now I know what I need to do and put something else there. And that's something that where I sent you a message, I think it was last week or I don't know, all my days bleed together now, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched a documentary, I consume a lot of that? What was that movie, that documentary that I sent you? What's the name of I don't, it? Chasing the it present was, or something? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, chasing the present. Exactly right. right. Well, I thought of you when I watched that documentary, and I just came across it. It wasn't like I was seeking that information; the universe sent it to me. Right. Sure. So, of and I was watching it, and I believed in some of it. And we shared, and it was funny. Is I knew yeah, exactly that. what you right. were going to tell me when I sent the message, and that's why I sent the message right back after you said, it. "I'm like, listen, I know, I get, it, I get it. I, I know what right. you're talking about." But that's where a lot of people they seek out. For information, and they're seeking externally, and that's where they're seeking therapists, they seeking, I don't know, um, traumatic specialist or some type of herbal cleanse, I don't know, whatever they do. They're seeking external to change internal, and then you're just going through the same cycle.
1: Like, well, there's there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's look, there's nothing wrong with information. There's nothing wrong with consuming and or seeking. Right. I think the challenge is... But think, thinking
0: what, that's going to be the end all for you, you know what well, I mean? And change it. All right, go it's ahead. What filter, no,
1: I mean, no, I, I got you. It's what filter are you using to see that information? Right. And why are you looking for it? You know, it, it's one of the greatest skills that I'm continuing to develop and I'm getting pretty good at it is only doing one thing at a time. Now, that requires that, you know, when you have a thought, you write it down as per, you know, GTD and what have you. But it's really a way to slow time down. So I'll give an example, right? So when I exercise, most people exercise to listen to music, listen to audiobooks, you know, whatever the case would be, right? And again, you know, to each his own. I used to do it. But then I realized I'm not being my best, right? And so when I now exercise, it's the only thing I do. When I now do my you know postural exercises every day it's the, oh, it takes me about an hour and a half to do it's the only thing I do so whatever I do it's the only thing I do so when I go poop right I don't take I don't play with my phone I just poop mm-hmm. and that makes me way smarter it slows time down and it allows us to contemplate and think because the biggest challenge is that everybody wants to do more with more Mm-hmm. Well, the truth exactly. is you can only get more with less, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, it's great to consume content. It's wonderful. I do it every day, you know, multiple times a day. But when you consume content, consume content with two things in mind. Why am I consuming this content? Mm-hmm. Yep. And how do I filter this content so it relates to my goals? You know, so I, if, you know, if you're gonna read for pleasure, by all means, you know, read Harry Potter and read these amazing books for pleasure, cool, right? But when I read a book that's not for pleasure, I have a specific purpose in mind and then I've got a set of filters. And I'm always questioning, are my assumptions accurate, right? The, the, You know, the root of most errors are errant assumptions, right? Assuming you know, assuming this person is X, Y, and Z. And those assumptions make us apply heuristic filters, which means, you know, sort of this, you know, non-thinking, you know, filters coming through, right? Oh, you know, he's this, so therefore he must mean that, rather than stopping and thinking. So I want to go back to the cause and effect piece of it. And I'm a glutton for information. I love consuming information, but I've got a nice filter, right? So when the yeah. issue comes through, I've got. <clears throat> is it relevant, submission is not relevant. It could relate to this, not relate to that. So when I read a book, I can tell you more about the book. I can, you know, describe it in more detail, and then I can apply the principles because I came in with a filter and a purpose. So, cause and effect. I look at everything in terms of the sort of BBR from we talked about last time, results are driven by behavior, which is driven by belief, right? Yeah, That was one
0: of the questions questions I was sending and asking you to expand on that. I love this, go ahead, please.
1: Okay, cool. So results is what what we all want, which is a manifestation of a desired state or material thing. Mm -hmm. Results is a manifestation of a desired state or material thing. You know, you want a Ferrari, boom, there's a result. You want to be happier, boom, there's whatever the case may be, right? The result is something that occurs that wasn't there before. Well, it's driven by behavior, and that's driven by belief. If you look at that model, if you look at the RBB or BBR model, you go, okay, what results do I want? What behavior do I have to partake? And then what belief do I need to actually have to have that behavior? You know, when we go to people's you know, companies or, or coach entrepreneurs, it's a simple BBR formula, but it's so encompassing because the ability to look at the result that you desire Allows you to go, what behavior set is going to be there? And then what beliefs do I have to have? Example. Right. So I, you know, I look at, I look at my productivity. Now I define productivity as getting the out- desired outcome. So whatever that desired outcome is, we talked about this last time, hanging out. Okay. What do we keep from
0: Right. People Which say, I hate it? when they say, oh, well, I'm busy. That means you're counterproductive. you know, in my yeah. opinion, I, yeah. I, I, I'm pro, I'm proactive and I'm being productive. You know, yeah, I mean, that's what is saying in that world. Yeah, love
1: that. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, what, what does busy mean anyway? Just, right. Busy just busy just means you're saying no to one thing to say yes to another. Yeah, now, whether saying, not, you're getting you're you're a lot no of pressure from
0: it. that, you're getting a lot of resistance and pressure from the outside externally. That's what busy well, means. It's someone well, else, whatever their desires are. But go ahead. I love this.
1: No, okay. I mean maybe look, maybe it's you know, you're when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. Right. And, and, and again, I sort of want to slow down to think about that, because if you were to, for example, you say, hey, man, can we do a Q&A at 9 a.m.? Right. My answer is, yeah, of course. That means that for forever long we're here, I say no to everything else. And there's a lot of stuff I can be doing. I'm not busy. I'm never busy. I'm always doing something that I choose to do. Right. So so it, it, go back to the BBR formula. So results is something that somebody always wants. And the question is, what belief and behavior do you need to get? If we unpack that a little bit, you realize, for example, um, when we look at just companies, okay, what key metrics do you have that you want to imply profitability? You know, customer satisfaction, operations, blah blah blah. We get the number, okay. The number is X, okay. Wonderful. Now we go. What behaviors do we think, hypothesis wise, are going to lead to that? Oh, we got to do X, Y, Z, Z. But okay, got it. Cool. All right. So we got these behavior sets. And we call the code of conduct. Okay, now what do we need to believe in order to those behaviors? Mm -hmm. Because Emerson said that what you do speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you say. He's in essence telling us, look, man, I know what you believe truly based on your behavior. So if we don't change that belief, the behaviors will never be implemented and you'll never get the results.
0: Yeah, it's having them aligned and matched up. That's what he we was talking about. And everyone, you hear a lot of like some of these thought leaders out there or people like, you know, that you actually coach that we don't even talk about that. You know what I mean? They're the yeah. ones that are guru, like gurus and yeah. they're talking about, you know going to be aligned. That's exactly what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah, exactly what he's talking about.
1: And the belief system is really simple and easy if we define it as what you hold to be true mm-hmm. for yourself and others. Right. So, you know, what's what marks what's a belief? It's well, I define it simply as what you hold to be true for yourself and others. Let me give an example. So if you hold to be true that eating meat is bad, you won't eat meat. Now, it doesn't mean it is or isn't bad. It's that you hold that to be true. Right. That for you, it's a fact. If you hold to be true that eating meat is good, then you'll eat meat. Mm-hmm. And, and these belief systems right, that we all have around need to be shaken up all the time. Because the only way for us to grow is to question our belief system. Is that really true? You know. And then if you emphatically say, yes, it's true, well, then you have pigeonholed yourself. You may be right, but you may be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so how do we know it's true based on the results, right? Are you getting the results you want? If the answer is yes, then the correct behavior and the correct belief systems are in play. If you're not getting the results you want, then the, the correct behavior and correct belief systems are not in play. So we change the belief, we change the behavior to get the results. And so the BBR really is sort of this positive cybernetic feedback loop that tells us, are you with the appropriate belief and behavior? And somebody, you could argue with me, but at the end of the day, if the results don't show it, then I would suggest that you have the wrong belief and behavior. Right. Does that because make sense? Of-
0: no, it makes complete sense. And, I'm, and, I'm, and want, I I'm want really want the listeners and I really want the people that are actually tuning in and are here live. And I appreciate every single last one of you investing the time. It means a lot to myself, staff, and everybody involved. But I want to touch on one thing that you said and try to expand a little bit more. When, they, when you're questioning a narrative and you're questioning that belief, Marks, is it fair to say you start questioning the fact of where you got that information and that belief from, from it was someone's opinion? And why was well how did that turn into a belief in the first place for yourself?
1: So so that, that's a actually a fantastic, fantastic question. So we can go back to philosophy, right? And philosophy is sort of all you know, and then how you weigh it in terms of importance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So and and this is this is a fundamentally important point, in my opinion, and in my philosophy is understand that everything stems from your philosophy. In philosophy, we're defining as all that you know and then how you weigh it. And of course, you know, how you feel about it and what you do about it. But this is why, you know, I, I was not a really smart kid, so I read so now or read so much, but it's all you know. So if we look at that and say, okay, well, then, if all you know is the voice from your parent or your neighbor or your sibling that said, you'll never be anything, you're fat and ugly or whatever the case may be, and then you give it an importance level of you know say 1 to 10 a 10 yes. that becomes something you hold to be true right right now we can come in there we can change that and one way to change it is to read other opinions and other information which is why why biographies are important you know you'll get more personal growth and development from reading a biography than any almost any pgd <laughs> say, book.
0: say that again because i just said that probably last week on one of these things. I don't know if it was this actually the one on Winject radio or live fires or another meeting. I've learned more information and that's just where you get explicit knowledge from is those. And just say that. Why do you feel that way?
1: I'm curious. Well, I mean, now. So, so, okay. So, I mean, and look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't read the classics. I think we should skip the trash. Any book that's come out with the habits and the, uh, you know, 10 million Xs and all these, they're just nonsense. I mean, they're just, they're really, they're they are just, you know, they're expensive dead trees because they add very little value uh, to your understanding of life. So the classics are great. I mean, all, all the books are written back in from the, you know, 80s and maybe in the early 90s on back are fantastic, right? Because people really want to give you value. But you'll get more growth and understanding from a biography than you will from these books because... You you become the character, and you see how they solve problems. You see what they encountered. You see how they thought. You understand that they're deficient and defective. You know one of the you know one of the things we do for our clients, and you know I I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to unwrap it anyway, is we tell them that personal growth development movement, all these gurus, they're trying to make you feel lesser than you are. So, they can then sell you the solution. But at the end of the day, you know, let's look at the greatest people of our generations, right? You pick whoever you want, whether it's Steve Joff, Jeff Bezos, Mother Teresa, it doesn't matter who you pick, right? And whoever, and maybe unknowns that you know personally. I guarantee you they're lopsided, they're deficient in many characters, they're not a diverse world development. They have certain common characteristics. Like if you read Richard Koch's book, Unreasonable Success, which I think everybody should read you'll see that they're all deficient and defective but they all became unreasonably successful why is that why is it that these people who you know who didn't read the 10yx book and the habit habit how come these guys and gals became so successful they were That's too busy the implementing
0: thing. they were too busy implementing and taking taking action and learning from you know the cause and effect right and then learning yeah. from you know the trials and tribulations and going through it
1: well That's it's, it's but- easy there they sorry to interrupt you Chris but it's it's That's it's fine. easy. I mean you can find the solution in, in books like you know think and grow rich and others mm-hmm. like it. They've just basically they had something they wanted to achieve. They went for it and they iterated and they didn't stop until they got it. Mm-hmm. And so somebody goes yeah, 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 but 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 what's the secret formula? Well, I just gave it to you. You know you, you, you gotta you got you gotta pay attention right <laughs> well h- how do I get motivated? Well you just go get motivated. Yeah, if I gotta read 15 books to get motivated well then you're not motivated right so you know, it, it it becomes they search for there's a great scene in a movie with Bruce Lee called the End of the Dragon. Do you ever see the movie End of the Dragon? Yeah,
0: so I've seen I think i pretty much I've seen almost all of his stuff, even the first one he did, and it went live and I think in sure. Hong Kong and yeah, I can't yeah. remember which one it was. But all great, about the was movie, it.
1: Yeah. So End of the Dragons where he goes to the island with Ohara and and Mr. Hans Island he fights, you know, all those guys. In the beginning, he's got a great scene where he's sort of fighting this this uh other great martial artists, whatever. And then this kid goes for a lesson. And in that lesson, Bruce goes, okay, kick me. And he kicks it and he goes, he goes no, with feel, not anger, right? So then, you know, they have this lesson. And then Bruce points to the moon. And he says, it's like a finger pointing to the moon. And the kid looks at the finger. And Bruce smacks him back of the head and says, don't focus on the finger or you will miss all the heavenly glory. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people today with success is they look for the, at the finger rather than what the finger is pointing to, which in this case is the moon and the goals and the stars. So yeah, we do need help. A lot of times it's getting ourselves out of our own way. So the BBR really is, you know, everybody wants results driven by behavior, driven by beliefs. How do you know if the beliefs and behaviors are accurate is based on the result. If the result you're getting is what you want, then you're good. If it's not, you got to look at changing one or the other. And usually. It's the belief system. And if you look at philosophy and belief is something you hold to be true, and then you realize that that philosophy is all that you know and how you value it, you begin to understand why gaining knowledge and experience and wisdom from biographies and history books and good books and good conversations and good mentors and good coaches, because I have I have coaches, I have mentors. I mean, you right. know, I eat my own dog food. It allows you to expand what you know so the belief you had as a child that came from external circumstances or meaning you gave it begins to sometimes automatically change if you gather the right information and if you gather the right meaning if you get the right coaching and mentoring and all that kind of fun stuff
0: hundred um, percent and you you touched on so many things there that I want to make that I want to make a pivot real quick because sure. I get a lot of I have a lot of listeners and you know from it's very diverse. Audience, we have we have people that maybe want to start a business. They have started a business, they hit a certain number, and they plateaued. I've seen that you you experienced sure. that. You've seen that getting, having that. A, a tremendous amount of success and getting to astronomical numbers, and they lose it all. And I've I've seen one right. You've been there before, and that's why I want to make this pivotal moment. And there's a, there's some people just trying to start off, and they have no. And they're kind of unclear about what their path needs to like. What they're really expected to do moving forward and what they what's required of taking, and just kind of like a little give everyone a little context. Marx is, you know, he's done this three different times, he's built a company, as one of the fastest growing companies in America, top 500. Do you think he did yeah. what, three, four
1: times? Three times. Right. No, that's, no yeah, three times. Look at the 500. Massive,
0: massive yeah. accomplishment. Massive when you're very first starting off and maybe you've gotten this question before, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this just for the listeners. I know a little bit more in depth about it. Cause obviously we'll, we have conversations, yeah. but what was, what was that feeling like for you of you just very first taking an idea and then trying to put that into the marketplace or putting it out? Like what were some of the things, what are some tips or maybe some advice would you give someone that's listening to us right now? And not to have them turn into a success zombie and then go, oh, yeah, I get cause and effect. I believe this. But actually right. taking whatever they're learning from us and then implementing it and taking action and building something and maybe getting a, a taste of passive income. Like what advice would you give? I think that's very important for them to kind of maybe hear.
1: So the first one is don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. The first advice is don't do it. Save yourself the aggravation and the the self regulation. Yep. Secondly is that it's going to be terrifying. And if you're not, if you are, you know, what's interesting, Chris, is that people have equated success to happiness in monetary terms rather than success and happiness to the achievement of a desired outcome. Yeah. And so, you know, and there's nothing wrong with money. I love money, you love money, I love making it. You know, I mean, you know, money, money gives us freedom and we can, you know, travel, buy things. Yeah, you know, money's a wonderful powerful tool. Well, powerful well, tool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And if money drives you and it allows you to cheat, by all means, rock and roll. But I think, you know, the, it's significantly easier to be motivated than to get motivated. Let me explain. Yeah. What that I means.
0: love this. Yeah, thank you. Please expand on that.
1: So, so when I, you know, when I started martial arts, I was 16 years old. I couldn't wait to get the class. I couldn't wait to read Black Belt Magazine. I'm 50, right? So this is what, 44 years ago. Uh, sorry, uh, 34 years ago. I couldn't wait to get to martial arts class. I couldn't wait to read the books. I, I went to every bookstore, read everything on Bruce Lee. I mean, I, I devoured information. I never had to get up and pump myself up to get motivated to go to class or to study and learn. So if you have, if you're finding yourself having to motivate yourself then you got to look at the BBR formula and think about cause and effect and realize you're in the wrong industry. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if, if you read the four hour work week as an example, right. And you go, yeah, man, I want to lounge on the beach and work four hours a day. And then you miserably set out to try to achieve that in 24, 24 months or 12 months, most likely you won't achieve it. And secondly, if you do, you'll probably self-sabotage it and you'll destroy mm-hmm. it. That's what happened to me, right? Is I, I chose to pursue the, idea of success in the money rather than something that I loved and was great at. So first is don't do it. Secondly is if you are motivated to do it, then you'll need to find yourself mentors, coaches, you know, people that will help you collapse a time frame. I'm huge in time frame collapse. What that means that if it takes us this long to do something normally, I want to find out how can I do it in this period of time. Yeah, right? And it doesn't matter what it is for me. I'm like, for example, you know when I was diagnosed as a diabetic, in April, I was like, okay, well, how do I become a fantastic, you know, diabetic in this period of time rather than this period of time? I read every book, every white paper, you know. And I'm always adapting. I just changed my diet. I just gained 10 pounds, of, no, 11 pounds of muscle in 11 days. It's crazy, a pound of muscle a day, right? Because I keep adjusting and changing things to get my desired outcome. I look at the BBR formula, look at cause and effect. So, my first thing is, if you if you if you need to motivate yourself to do it, don't do it. Find something entirely different because. Time will pass you by, and the last thing you want is to be miserable on it. Now, yeah. if you are motivated, you don't need to get motivated. you are motivated and this inspires you or you love to do it, then find you somebody that can help you collapse the time frame. Not somebody necessarily in your industry, but somebody that can help you with the mindset, the strategy, the team building, the sales, because it's you know learning to model or learning the principles of success from those who know is invaluable. And I don't, this is not just something that I'm saying. It's is what, you know, Ray Dalio wrote a book called Principles, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Because he's like, look, man. That's, yeah, one of my, that's
0: one of my go-tos I read every year. Yeah. I, mean, I read it's, every it's, year.
1: It's, you know, he's, he wrote the book because he wanted to share the principles that have made him successful. Now, you don't have to adopt them, you know, but but he wanted you to share. So it, most of us in the, the real business world, right, not the internet marketing, you know, my 10Y book and you know a habit right. and, and, that's, that, and that's that's
0: yeah. that's a good point. And just to touch on that, just real quick, I'm pin on that and I wanna I want to touch on this. There's people that I've you know have been around in companies and corporations, and, and what I do, you know what I do is I align yeah. the processes and, and the ethical side of actually building up the education piece to make sure it's accredited and people are actually getting what they invested for or whatever that might be. And I see a lot of the shit with internet marketers is yeah. that they go, you know, I have four businesses. No, you have four entities. Right. That's not a business. There's a difference between an entity and a business.
1: You know, there, there's, there's, I mean, there's a guy there who always wears a red suit. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's one of the biggest scammers I've I know, know who he is.
0: I know. That's one of my things that I'm actually in you know, a just kind of a side note. Like the neck, one of the seasons for the win win effect is I'm secretly inviting some of these people on and they don't know that I'm actually going to pick them apart. So, oh, you know, good. I hope
1: you pick them apart. Right. And then, and, or the other guy who's, you know, calls himself a multi billionaire who's always angry all the time and, you know, an old sort of curmudgeon fart who thinks it's a drill sergeant, mother hen. These guys are all losers. And, and and I and I mean that in the sense that they're unhappy. Now, they may have figured out marketing schemes and gimmicks like, you know, PT Barnum or, you know, or, you know, the Ponzi scheme. I mean, you know, they all generate income. But really, is that who you want to be? Is that who you want to model your life under? Yeah. You know,
0: they're they're gonna come after you, bro. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't if you want to live that life, it's here's the thing about internet marketers. And it, and this is the only way that I would actually give someone a piece of advice on how to maybe start off and maybe just learning how to build it from that to a business or real business. Learn how to generate passive income and then looking how to set up multiple revenue streams from it and start building an organization within that.
1: And we we start, call that so Chris, we call that MSIs, multiple sources of income. Yes. Right. And and so we have we have multiple MSIs. But you know, but I love to double people's income and double their time off. It is my absolute passion. It's what I'm best at. It's what I love to do. I don't work because I am engaged in doing that. Because I genuinely, absolutely positively love helping somebody work less and make more. It is a passion of mine, right? And I'm really great at it. So I get to be phenomenal at it. You're, not, you're
0: not just good to great. You're phenomenal at it. And you're one of the top ones in the industry that people don't know the, who's the top ones in the industry they go to. And that's how, cause you're not open for business for everyone. Do you see See my point? It's a very select few that get recommended for that
1: yeah, opportunity. Exactly. Right. And that's, well, they that's all come, why to a referral. They'll they all come to yes. a referral because you know, Johnny goes, Oh my God, this is a guy you got to go talk to. You know, Go do a thing, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expensive, but I love to do it. So, so my, you know, so for me, it's like you said that your days bleed, and when you said that, you know, in my mind, it's a positive thing, not a negative thing, mm-hmm. right? Because literally, I woke up today, and I honestly thought, is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? I mean, you said I'm wearing my robe, right? i <laughs> like, I don't know. Because to me, every day he's is a billionaire. He's
0: got the billionaire freaking wardrobe, right?
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> every <I> mean, <laughs> um, it's already it's already what it's already like uh, nine thirty, right? So, but no I mean, every numbers up at five in the morning. Every day for me is a great day, and people look forward to the weekends, other than Sundays, right? Well, if that's the case, you're starting a business, you're looking forward to Saturdays and Sundays. You're in the wrong business. And I, you know, in my twenties and thirties, I would have told you to go jump off a cliff. I would have said you were wrong because it was all an adrenaline rush. But yeah. now that I'm fifty, about to be fifty-one, I get it. So back to the question of advice is, you know, step back a minute, and ask yourself the question: What do I do that I don't need motivation for, that I'm already motivated to do, and then find that and try to make that hobby or whatever your vocation. So I would, I would double people's income, and double their time off for free. Mm-hmm if not only for the fact that they need to pay, otherwise it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, that's the whole thing.
0: I've, um, Does that make sense? Yes, it makes complete sense. I Do you know who's – I know you know who it is, but have you met him before? Steve Sims, the guy that takes people down to the Titanic and has an Andrew Bosselli, like, serenates them. He's the guy that sets people – I have not met
1: him, but I know who he is. Uh, he's
0: a great guy. Um, yeah. He comes from England. He's a bricklayer. His whole family was. Then he went out to – Japan and then flew over. Then he, he learned how to introduce people to the party and people pay him to solve their problems or do whatever they need to do. And he's really good at what he does. He wrote a book called blue fishing, just off the whim. And it took off about a story. Um, and he mentioned, you mentioned something about it and that's why it triggered. When people don't pay, when people don't pay, they're not, there's no value and there's no commitment level there to hold them accountable
1: we make our clients pay us for the year in advance because it's the only way that it works. One, yes. and, and for two reasons, one is they're committed, two it gets the money out of the way, now we can do the work, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we do what's best for it. So, so the, I think it's, it's the question of, you know, like for example, if somebody loves to consume content and that's all they wanna do, I would say, well, what can you do to consume content that you would love to do You get paid for? and And paid means how do you provide value to somebody else? And then pull on that thread. Yeah. Now, if you just want to be rich for rich sake, by all means, rock and roll. You know, I mean, I can, I can give you the six-step formulas, the principles, all that fun stuff, and then it'll work. But I would suggest that you should be more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what's funny is, Chris, you'll make so much more money,
0: right? And but just less effort, you know, Never and meant- on my leverage, you know. And I, I, you're speaking. That's I appreciate you coming on, and I'm going to be conscious of the time and everyone here, but there's you know we go live for about 30 minutes and whatnot but just to kind of give everyone an understanding on some ways to you know implement what we're talking about and that's why i wanted to have you on to kind of sprinkle in. and thank you so much for all the information but turning your brain into a congruent machine this is what it's going to take this is what it's going to take once you have that then you can do anything you want to do
1: It's 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 it really is true you know Napoleon Hill said, when riches come, they come with little or no effort, and they come in such abundance, you ask yourself, where have they been? Yeah, I've read that book since I was 24 years old, and I didn't truly really get what he meant until I started uh, you know, the double-double with Focal Point because it showed up with little to no effort. And you start to realize that true, genuine success for individuals comes with not force, but very little effort Mm -hmm. because it comes natural to them. Mm -hmm. And so that's a cause and effect. That's sort of a BBR. More importantly, that's how you really get wealthy. You get wealthy by finding those things you can do that have asymmetrical results. You know, when we started on our second journey after we lost the first $10 million, I, I, I think I told you a story. I couldn't get anything working, nothing. I mean, I, I nothing. Everything was falling apart. I was working really hard. You know, I was working 20 hours a day, you know, giving it all I had. And then my beautiful wife came to me and she says, dude, why don't you just try the opposite? Of if you're, what you're doing isn't working, just do the opposite. And I, had, I stopped to think and I think, what do you mean opposite? She goes, well, you're working 20 hours a day. How about you work five hours a day or 10 hours a day, you know, or limited to less? And I thought, okay. She goes, you know, you're chasing these things about, you know, so literally, she literally meant the opposite of what I was doing. Right. So then we embarked on a journey to find out, Okay, well, how about we just do everything that's unconventional and that's opposite, and we just test all these things out, and then we see what principles and rules and laws work that give us asymmetrical results. And Mm so one sort of one of one of my limited gifts is I can distill that most people can't. And so we tried all these things, and that's how focal point started was, or or double double started, was that we ultimately. Realize these are the things that work, but they give us not just a little bit of return for the investment of time or money, they give us asymmetrical meaning at least five or more times. Yes, 100%. And then, right? And so, you know, that is like, for example, um, I don't know, I mean, if you look at the sigmoid curve, which states that everything goes to the sort of side S, if you hit the top of the sigmoid curve, if you don't add something new, you decline. Yes, 100%. And, Right, So we, we started going, okay, well, where are we in every one of our businesses? Oh, we're in the decline phase. We started adding something new. Not a big deal, just one thing new. And of course, a new Sigmoid course started. So I think it's important for the audience to understand that if you're working on the hours that God sent you, if you're you know pushing really hard and you're always on, you are absolutely invoking the law of diminishing returns, meaning 100%. you are stabbing That's what... yourself in the foot.
0: That's where you need to you not know the difference between what you what brings you joy and what does whatever in in work life. People talk about work life balance. You're talking about adding something there. What helps me is that I'm a, I don't. You, what you sent you sent me something one time. I think it was a quote or maybe it was just something that you said, and it really stuck out. I'm like, damn, that's what I do. Like I don't I don't know the difference t- sometimes on what I'm doing and in, in in parts of my day because I'm giving I'm putting forth the same motive like I guess passion into it. And I'm getting the same fulfillment from amount and I'm touching on all the areas. Before previous, Chris, 2018, 19. I was so busy of chasing that I was missing all the other aspects that well, we, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more on the lines, but yeah, yeah we I
1: love this. The, the, the idea is I think what we talked about was balance. And I said, balance is, is a misnomer. It's it's a baloney. Yeah, It's harmony. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and if you look at an orchestra, they have all these different musicians playing different sort of instruments in some cases, right, bending on the line and different tunes, but they create a harmonious song. Your life is like that. And you have to be like Steve Jobs said in the week 2015, you have to be a orchestra conductor of your life. And so there really is no difference between, you know, the breakfast I had this morning versus talking to you now. I got, a, I got two client calls later on today, right? So, it's all just one song, and my job is to make my life harmonious. And the more harmonious I can make it, the better songs I can play. You know, the the better melodies, the tighter the music can be. And it, so, it's, you know, it people try to segment the wrong thing. Well, that's, so me, I,
0: I think it goes back. Not to, to cut you off, but I think it goes okay. back. And is it fair to say that it goes back? And that's where it goes. You're able to slow down time that neocortex when it's flashing over, and you're slowing down time. When yes. you're and you're in, when you're being harmonious and you have harmony throughout your day, you're able to stay within that clearing the mechanism right there on that little focal that focal point. I probably where it comes from, and the, the neocortex, right where you start slow down time, and that's how you're able to maximize your truest potential to the highest level.
1: It's the only way to do for you to do your best on everything you do, is to be doing the best thing you could do at every given moment. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, and that means that you've got to, you know, if you have a divided mind in the task you're engaged in, you've already lost. And, you know, mm-hmm. think about in the boxing world, right? If you're in the ring in a real fight, you can't be thinking about what's for dinner. You can't be thinking about, I'm gonna to that, yeah. if you do, you you're going
0: to, be, you're going to see that canvas pretty quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're going to meditate horizontally. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to be totally engaged and present in what you're doing. And the only way to be able to train your brain to do that is to only do one thing at a time, not switch tests, not multitask. You know, if you have a thought, write it down. And then when you can do that, you'll always be present. Then time slows down. And then there's no difference between, you know, closing a $2 million deal, right? Which, you know, you can do in a minute or whatever, or, you know, hanging out with your kid or, you know, doing a podcast. There's no difference. it's all just what's happening now, right? What is occurring now? And, and we teach our clients how to do it. It's actually not that difficult. We, we, and we apply a bunch of different principles, but that's really one of the keys to getting more. One of my affirmations every day is, you know, I slow down and I focus on one thing in order to speed up. And so that's one of my affirmations every day. I slow down and focus on one thing in order to speed up. So if ever I'm tempted and pulled by the multitasking demons, I tell myself, I slow down, I focus on one thing in order to speed up. And think about our, you know, the greatest generation that ever lived, which is World War II generation, mm-hmm. think about what they didn't have. No cell phones, no computers, right? I mean, they, you know, the one they went to take a poop, they took a poop. You know what I mean? They, they, they didn't check Instagram, right? You know, when they went to go to dinner, they were at dinner. When they went to whatever they they did whatever they were doing, it was never a divided attention. And here's
0: one here's one thing they they did more of, is they spent time alone in their own thoughts.
1: Well, that that is every time you know when you're pooping or when you're doing your exercise or when you're doing whatever you know you're 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 thinking. Thinking is is the process of evaluating information, and you know what does it mean? How do I use it? You know, how is this valuable? What do I want? How do I get there? And so if you are always blue-lighted, right, computer, cell phone, whatever, then how are you able to do that? you, you, You just can't. And so, you know, most of the guys who we've coached who have become successful and have plateaued is they didn't realize how much more distractions they let into their lives so we immediately look at them and go, okay, well, what? Give me a time audit, and what are you doing? And then we start taking those things away, and instantaneously the productivity begins to increase just right. by removing limitations. Yes, right. You know what I mean? You know. Now we have a guy who gets up in the morning, big time dude, big, big, big time successful guy. Gets up in the morning, the first thing he does is check his email on his, on his bed. There's nothing like, wrong so, with that if that works for him. And we said, Mark, does that work for you? He goes, Yeah, man, I love it. Great. Then keep doing it. But is that behavior set or is that phone at some other the points distracting you? He goes, Yes, when I'm here, 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 here. I said, Great, don't do it anymore, right? Stop it. Mm-hmm. He does that. All of a sudden, ideas come, solutions to the problems come. You know, he's freed his brain to optimally perform. Right. So there's nothing wrong with anything, so long as you look at the BBR formula and you go, Well, I'm getting the results I want.
0: You don't realize how subtle. A notification or whatever that might be for you that can take you away from that solution that you were desperately looking for. I have
1: your notifications. The only ones that, that ding on my phone or buzz. I, or no, my I, I don't, I'm, I've
0: don't. i been, I was in, I, I made my bones at entrepreneurship from sales, man. Like a ring of a phone makes me want to throw it out a window. I cannot yeah. hear, like a, I cannot hear it. You know, you know what drives me nuts when I see people that have their phone in their hand and it keeps going ding, ding. And I'm like, Oh, like when they had the little click things. I don't like the audible sound. It drives me insane.
1: <laughs> the only thing my, my phone only beeps when it's my kids. Everybody else who texts me, I always have a hundred percent. And what about this? What about people who are on the phone in the supermarket, on the phone where they pee, on the phone in the restaurant, on the phone at the airport? If you ever see me in the airport, you'll see me holding my my wife's hand walking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I take to take a phone call, I stop, I go to a corner, I focus on the phone call, I have it as fast as I possibly can, unless it's one of my kids, and you know, we move on. Why? Because the only way, in my opinion, to extend life, make it, you know, long, right? You want to be here as long as possible, and add value, and slow time down, and achieve all that you want, and then some, while having peace of mind, is to do one thing at a time. And I mean that literally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Guys,
0: I hope you got tons from this. Is I, Every time I have a conversation with you, I learn something a little different. That can, maybe not just a huge thing. It would obviously make make a game change, but that sometimes the small little subtle things that I'll pick up just by having conversations with people like you. But I'll pick it, pick it off, and I'm like, why did I, why is my mind thinking of this? I'll go back and I reflect on every meeting. You know, sure. I have another one here in like what fifteen, well, thirty minutes. But I reflect on every fifteen, every meeting I have fifteen minutes afterwards. I try to reflect and take my notes and write down my own thoughts on what I what I felt and why I'm feeling it now and how I can reverse engineer it and maybe take something from that conversation or from whatever I'm working on and apply it and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, I'll debunk whatever doesn't work, and I'll start looking at all the other areas of opportunity and everything's okay. an opportunity. some. think, so, yourself is,
1: think yourself is, is, is in boxing, let's assume that I'm watching you box, right? And let's assume that I noticed that on your cross, you're leading with the shoulder versus with the yes, head. Right. And I say, look, Chris, I want you to imagine you're squishing a bug with your right foot to turn that hit more. And let's say it's just a quarter of an inch to a half an inch turn on that foot. That will give velocity and impact and power and snap to your punch, which may make you from a six to a 10 in terms of strength. It's not the big things that make the biggest difference. It's the little things. You 100%. know, Debra Stone in his book um, said, little hinges swing big doors, mm-hmm. right? And, and and that's very true. It's, it's always looking for that focal point, that little X, that little area. That you can just make a slight shift that will have a huge impact, and if you if you parthen on that and you get enough of those, you now bring your life at a level that you didn't think possible. You kind of go, "Wow!" You know, yeah, it's like, like bird's
0: eye view, and you're like, "I don't know how the hell that happened." You get, but that's that's the that's a learning curve right there for myself that I learned how to do. Is even when I have a, a huge jump and that, that transformation. And whatever I am working on, I'll I'll break that down and start peeling back the layers on how I made that happen. Because the people's like I heard from Kobe Bryant, he said one time I think it was in an interview, and I he was talking about he lost a playoff game, and he was like I am work myself into the to the ground, and he learns he's like I learned more from the losses, but later in his career he corrected his statement. I learned a lot more from my wins, and how I how I was able to get uh, attain that gap with the competition.
1: That's where he, went well, yeah, I mean, off, right? look, look, you know, in my time management principles, the first one is focus on your strengths, yes. not your weaknesses, hundred percent. I believe it hundred yeah. percent. And so, you know, you, cause if you, if you put if let's say you have 10 units of energy. If you put all 10 units of energy in fixing a mistake, you might get one unit of return. But if you put 10 units of energy in increasing your assets and your strength, you might get a hundred units of return. So what's better for those units, right, is to put them in your weaknesses or your strengths. Now your weaknesses have to be covered because you can't let them, you know, destroy you or, or hamper you. So maybe you give one unit of, of you know of effort to finding a way to sort of you know correct your mistakes or cover them, but you give nine units to your strengths. It's really all about that. And, and it's interesting because most people focus on what's wrong with them rather than what's right with them. This is why I think most of the PGD movement is pathetic because most of the new guys anyway, they just try to tell you how you're deficient and defective rather than how to increase your strengths and make them better. Now, again, you got to cover your weaknesses because they still have to, you know, if they're, if they're relevant, but it's how do we focus on your strength? Look, the reason we, you know, when we I, You focus... just said
0: something to remind me when you finish this, your thought on this, because you just, you just touched on something, a landmine that I want to bring up with everybody listening, but go ahead, please go ahead. Okay. Expand.
1: The reason why we have hundred percent success rate, hundred percent success rate on doubling our clients income and their time off is because we focus on the things that leverage that to happen, not in fixing them. Right. Right. And, and, and rather detracting or decreasing or eliminating the things that they think is going to help them get there. But in reality, it's not going to get there. Anyway, you were going to say something about the landmine.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you touched on something. You, you, I guess you hit a trigger and then you kind of like, made my mind a, a little bit more impressionable to it. And I remembered something previously that I've done and then something I've helped a client with. that went from making a high six figures to an eight figures in the next year. What you talked about squashing that bug and turning your hip when you're boxing, hitting you across. It takes someone that, like us, like us, or takes someone like maybe has done and accomplished the things, these types of things, and where they put in so much work and that that's muscle memory now that they, they know what they need to do. And, and it's by the less resistance. When you're looking at, I'm just giving anyone a piece of advice that anyone's watching this that maybe has, maybe currently has a mentor or they had, don't have a mentor or are looking for a mentor. Here's what to look for. Look for mentors that don't, I guess you would say, that don't make your problem bigger than what it is. Those are the ones you look for. Like, listen, man, you have all these great things that you're doing. All you need to do is X, Y, Z. Don't go to the ones and don't, because it's easy to go to the ones that are going, you look at your phone right now. You got fear, famine, all these things scaring the shit out of you. like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, making it worse and so dramatic like, oh my God, I need this, I need that, I need this, and I need that, I need this, and I'm like, no, you don't. The best mentors and the ones that are actually in the top 1% and the ones are pulling the strings into circus, okay, and actually making all the big moves, they're going to look at a situation a little bit more objectively and take the emotion out of it completely. That way, their buyer or business or company or students or clientele, they're going to make their decisions where they go, I can't give you a reason why I wouldn't do it, Marks.
1: So, so just, you know, no emotion best, into it. Right. The best mentors I've had and have are those whose perception is greater than mine. Yeah. They can see okay. things I can't see about me and or my situation or my circumstances or whatever's occurring. So you know, like they notice that you're not pivoting and that it just takes if you just pivoted a little bit with your big toe, you might get that beautiful snap, right? Rather than focusing on the obvious, they focus on what is it that I'm not seeing that for them is rather clear. You know, I have I had a mentor who passed away, unfortunately, many, many years ago, who had this ability and I studied him. And so I I have this ability too. choose. You listen carefully when you're talking to a client and then you go, that, right there you just said, we're gonna pull on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna change, this, we're gonna change that. <clears throat> and I had a client the other day where that occurred and she started to cry as we sort of pulled that thread. Because she thought she had resolved it. She hadn't resolved it. But but we took us 15 minutes to resolve it. And then this huge freedom from the emotional capacity showed up for her. So I think, you know, it, it's perception. Just because somebody has succeeded doesn't mean that they know how they got there mm-hmm. or that they can teach it or that they can help you get there. Right. But I do believe, I mean, I've been, you know, growing up without a, without a father, I've always looked for father figures. And that's helped me in the sense that I've always sought out mentors, but I wanted mentors that blew me away that, you know, I couldn't afford them in the beginning, right? But I paid them anyway, because it it catapulted me, you know, throughout those levels, right? So I, I think objectivity that you're describing is a symptom or an effect of the fact that they're looking not to buy your story, but to find out what are you doing that's working? What are you doing that's not working? How do we maximize? What's working, right, is, is, you know, like, for example, you know, I know what I'm great at, which is only about three or four things. And anything outside of that, I know I suck at. Mm-hmm.
0: I outsource.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but they got to get done, right? Mm-hmm. So I either have staff that does it for me or I just, you know, get somebody else that done. If it doesn't have to get done, I just don't do it, obviously, right? But I still cover my weaknesses with the best of the best where that's their strengths, right? So they're, I'm great at this and I suck at this. I find who's great at what I suck at or at least better than I am to right. cover those weaknesses. But you right. know, it's, it's taken me, gosh, Chris, probably till age 40 before I started to realize that I need to focus more on my strength and my weaknesses. I was always trying to fix myself. right? And then I realized yeah. that's never going to happen. I'm highly deficient and defective. But if I focus on on my strengths, then maybe my weaknesses will be not as pronounced that's exactly what happens right
0: I, I love this man and i wish i can go on for another hour and i not appreciate always, every but. second that goes by that we're you know holding space together my friend and i look forward to many 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 more and if i don't i know that we'll speak before christmas and of course that type of stuff but um for the listeners man and anybody listening to this or watching this or you're viewing it on the content um just giving everyone a heads up friday Training this week won't be a training. It'll be kind of a little bit more of me speaking to you directly and telling you, giving you a little bit more of an idea on some of the major shifts and some of the licensing and all the great things that are happening with WinJet. As you probably could tell, it's a WinJet Radio Network and podcasting network. There's so many different things. That are, explosive things are happening within um, this business model, obviously, what we're doing and spanning into 2021. So I hope everyone you know has a blessed day, takes this in, take some time to reflect back on this. It's going to take time. You got to slow things down, clear the mechanism, focus on one thing. So, when you're, if you can give any advice for me, learn anything from me. When you After you're done watching this, go, not touching down the blue screen, go and be alone in your own thoughts and try to reflect on this. And then brain dump and write out what you've, write out your thoughts. I promise you, you'll learn more that way in a faster pace and doubling your time, doubling your money, doubling whatever and then you want. Come back
1: to, do. to it and listen to it two or three, yes, four or five. Yes, six
0: yes, 100%, man. 100%. Percent
1: anything,
0: anything you want to add that I probably maybe um, ignorantly overlooked? <laughs> anything you want to add?
1: I, I think you did a fantastic job, man. I appreciate I love having these kinds of discussions because I think this is where it's really at, right? For anybody yeah. who's interested in listening, I think it's. You know, if you if you just stop and you think, you know, then you can begin to make better choices and more importantly, have a better life, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and have more happiness and more joy and more freedom. You know, I mean, it's it's I mean, we can we can talk about this stuff for days. This is what I mean, just the whole thing though.
0: I talk about this and to people that probably don't even want to hear it. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I I just, I enjoy my life. Like if I went to like, um, there's a pret right down the street, like right downstairs from the building. And it's a pret you get coffee, you get coffee. And of course I got a nice espresso coffee maker in the house. I got yeah, other coffee, yeah. great stuff. But I like to get sometimes get out and just, I'll have a conversation with the, the person's making the coffee and check him, you know, like I'll do you did the contact list thing and pay for it and get them like, how are you doing today, man? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm busy. Well, and I'm like, and it, I make them slow down to. Like, how are you really doing? And then once that happens, then they'll go, you'll, you'll, if you just learn something from someone and if you, your own sole purpose is to put them in a better mood or make them smile, you probably, it's a chain effect that can happen, compound effect for that. They can, the next person they talk to, maybe their girlfriend or their spouse or boyfriend or whatever it might be that they were having some problems with or maybe they were irritated with. Anyways, I don't know what, I don't know what happened there. Was it I mean, was like, Facebook or my guy? I'm on Fiber, or whatnot. So
1: I don't know if it was me know. or. Anyway, I mean, the, the virus, the coronavirus, got into the internet or something. Who knows, man?
0: I, who knows? Maybe it's just the success guy. Like you're telling them too much. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> pull the plug. Like pull the plug, plug. I'm being censored. You know, I always, I always thought that maybe I'm being censored. You know, and there were people like, "What is he talking about? This is changing the game." No, no, no. Yeah, so, don't do anyways, don't tell but, him that. we won't sell any more books. <laughs> right. So anything else, man, any guys, y'all take care, be safe, be well, just, you know, focus on how you can become 1% better tomorrow than you are today as your only focus. So keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep moving. Keep growing. Keep learning. Y'all go let's go win our day. Y'all take care. See you Friday. Peace out. Thank you again, Marks.
1: My pleasure, bro. Cheers.